Okay, guys, we are in lesson 40. We're going to look at chapter 21. We're, we're moving towards the end of the book of Acts now. We've got, after this week, eight more weeks in which we will be looking at the book of Acts. Look with me. We're going to look at verses 1 to 16. So let's, first of all, we're going to take this in segments of his journey. So remember, he was in Asia Minor. He had just met with the Ephesian elders, and he kind of commissioned them and told them he's not going to see them anymore, which we know from history he did. But in Paul's thinking, based upon the things that have been kind of prophetically shared with him, he thinks he's going to, be, he's going to go to Jerusalem to die. Okay, So notice with me verses 1 to 3, you're going to see that he travels from Miletus to Tyre. So it came to pass that when they had departed from them, and set sail, running a straight course, we came to Kos, and the following day to Rhodes, and from there to Patera, finding a ship sailing over to Phoenician, Phoenicia, we went on board and set sail. When we had sighted Cyprus, we passed it on the left side, on the left, and sailed to Syria, and landed at Tyre for the ship was to unload her cargo. So let's take a look here. First of all, after leaving Miletus, Paul and his companions traveled to Patera by ship. Now, after boarding the ship, a ship headed to Phoenicia, they passed by Cyprus and landed in Tyre. Okay, so they're on a ship, they're sailing, and notice what it says. You can tell what, where, which direction of Cyprus they took, okay? They passed by, and Cyprus, if you look at the text, was on their what? Left. So that means they're below Cyprus, because if the ship's saying, they're looking up, and there's Cyprus over there on their left, okay? On their left, they see Cyprus, and they landed in Tyre. Now, Tyre is, exists even to this day, and it is in what we know of as Lebanon. So if you think about modern-day Lebanon, which is north of modern-day Israel, they landed in Tyre, which was a seaport city, very old city, okay? Now, notice with me, he's going to have warnings about Jerusalem again. Warnings about Jerusalem, I want you to notice verses 4 through 14 verses 4 through 14. And finding disciples, we stayed there seven days. And they told Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. And when we had come to the end of those days, we departed and went on our way. And they all accompanied us with wives and children till we were out of the city and we went, knelt down on the shore and prayed. And when we had taken our leave of one another, we boarded the ship, and they returned home. And we had finished, when we had finished our voyage from uh, Tyre, we came to Ptolemus. That's Ptolemy. It comes from the, from the Greek king Ptolemy. So it's Ptolemus. Greeted, greeted the brethren and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who had 
who were Paul's companions, departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came, from, came down from Judea. And when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his, his, his own hands and his feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind this man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, they ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. All right, so let's talk about this, because this is interesting, okay? So let's talk about, first of all, in Tyre. Paul stayed with some disciples in Tyre for four days. So when he shows up, he finds some disciples. Okay, everybody know who's the disciples? What are they? They're what? Christians, okay? When you see the term disciples there, they're Christians, okay? It's not the disciples. He found some disciples. He found other Christians entire and he stayed with them four days these disciples warned paul through the holy spirit not to go to jerusalem these disciples warned paul through the spirit not to go to jerusalem so the holy spirit probably as in every town that paul has gone to where the disciples have been is warning paul what he's going to face in Jerusalem, and these disciples say he's not to go. So, does anybody see anything interesting here with this statement that we find in verse um, verse 4? Anything you see interesting here? Okay, that's good, Bruce. Okay. And here, it seems like the Holy Spirit's telling him not to go, okay? Does anybody think that's odd? How many of you think that's odd? Because Paul's very much feeling compelled by the Spirit to go where? Jerusalem, okay? So now we have a group of disciples who are saying, you know, the Spirit told us this is going to happen. Don't go. How do you... How do you how, what do you think is the explanation for that? What, what do you think is the possibility there? Because this is an historical account. How, how do you reconcile that? What are some options here? You know what I'm asking? Okay, Mike. Okay, so they were warning him, you're right. But they're also saying that the Holy Spirit told him not to go. What do you think that is? Okay, let me, let me ask you a question. Has anybody ever told you that they're going to do something and you ran with what you thought they, with what they told you and you actually added to it? You ever done that? Rob, okay, let's say this. Rob, let's say Rob, it, uh, Rob's, 
wanting something very special. Just Okay, let's say he, he wants a Bluetooth speaker for his phone, okay? All right? And he's been praying about that, and he's really been wanting that Bluetooth speaker, okay? And I say to Rob, hey, Rob, you just hang around after the service, buddy. I have something special for you, okay? What do you think Rob's thinking? He doesn't even know what I'm going to do. What do you think Rob's think? What do you think he's thinking? What what would be a natural tendency there? Yeah, he's thinking, George's going to get me a Bluetooth speaker. Now, after the service, Rob comes up and he says, okay, hey, what's going on? I give him a Mars bar. No. <laughs> a Snickers. Okay, he was, he, I give him a Snickers. Is that okay? Okay, okay, that's the special one for him. See, here's the thing. Sometimes we can take what the Holy Spirit does and add, says and add to it. I'll give you an example of that. Remember, Adam and Eve, you're not to eat from the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. You ask Eve, Satan says, well, we're not to eat or touch, she said. Sometimes you can add to it. So they sense, okay, that he's not supposed to go. I mean, he, excuse me, they sense he's going to have trouble. They, they love him. They don't want him to what? So they add to it. Because here, why do I say that? Because you're saying, I don't know if I agree with you, George. Well, wait a minute now. Because just a little bit later in these verses, they're going to tell him what happens to him. And he's still going. And he's supposed to go. In fact, when we get to what happens to him in Jerusalem, it's going to be very evident the Holy Spirit is saying to him, this is all part of what I want for you. This is what, this is what God wants for him, okay? So, so somehow what has happened here is that, you know, they were communicating with the Holy Spirit. You're going to face some problems, we, but you shouldn't go. Luke is just recording what's taking place. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So, okay, let's go on. So these disciples warned Paul through the Holy Spirit not to go to Jerusalem. When Paul departed, the disciples and their families escorted him to the city limits. So it wasn't just, because there obviously is something going to happen, and they know it. So it wasn't just, hey, I'm leaving town, and a couple of guys, hey, we'll say goodbye to you. Their families went to, the, to, the, to, to where he gets on another ship. Do you understand? And they pray with him on the shore. You know, so they're saying goodbye to Paul. Why? Because everybody thinks he's going to what? Die. Even he thought that, remember, back in chapter 20 when he says, you'll not see my face anymore. Everybody thinks he's going to die. So at the coast, the disciples prayed with Paul and his companions. So they prayed with Paul and his companions. So they get in a boat and they sail down, just a short hop down, to Caesarea, okay, to Caesarea. So after staying in Ptolemus one day, they journeyed to Caesarea. So they're kind of making a hop down the coast, okay. So after staying in Ptolemus one day, they journeyed to Caesarea. And after arriving in Caesarea, Paul lodged with Philip and his four dollars. Now, does everybody remember who Philip is? That's been a few weeks ago. Remember, Philip, he was one. What's, what's special about Philip? I'm going to test you. 
Uh, you, you refer to him as a deacon, yes? You could, that's a name that's been given to him. It doesn't say deacon in the text, but he's one of the seven who was supposed to what? Care for the tables, but he's also an evangelist in that we also read about Philip and who coming to the Lord. I heard, I heard you. The Ethiopian eunuch, okay? And also he went to Samaria, remember? Okay. So they're staying with him in Caesarea, and he has four virgin daughters, okay? So he has four daughters who are not married, okay? Four unmarried daughters who are virgins. Now, you have to understand, in their culture, a lot different than our culture is, when you have four daughters, basically they're staying at home. You understand, they're not going out and about. They're basically at home. That's why they're considered virgins. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're, they're, it's not like in our culture where you got a daughter and she's got her own job and she does, you know. There, they were basically in their father's house. Now, Philip's four daughters had the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. So, what is the gift of prophecy? Prophecy is a gift. And it was particularly shown forth in this book here, as well as we see it referred to in other books, where the Holy Spirit would communicate to a church a message concerning something that needed to take place or something that was going to happen, but it was a way of communicating God's truth to the church, okay, what they needed to do. So we see this gift. So these four daughters had the gift of prophecy. Now, as Paul was staying with Philip for many days, Agabus came from Jerusalem. Now, we've met Agabus before. You guys remember Agabus? Okay. Agabus was a prophet who had foretold that there was going to be a severe famine in Jerusalem. So he comes down from Jerusalem. And again, remember, that's kind of odd because they're actually in the north. How do you come down? Well, because Jerusalem is up on a mountain and they come down because of the typography of the, of the landscape, they come down to Caesarea, okay? So Paul was staying with Philip for many days and Agabus came from Jerusalem. Now here's what he does. He takes Paul's belt and he bound his hand and feet as he shared a prophecy. So He's, he's doing, he's, he's basically illustrating what God is saying. So he's going to, he took his belt and he bound his hands and his feet as he shared a prophecy, a message from the Lord, okay? Agabus prophesied that Paul would be bound by the Jews and delivered to the Gentiles. Agabus prophesied that the guy who owns this belt is going to be bound by the Jews, hand and foot, and delivered to the Gentiles. That's a pretty scary thing, isn't it? Okay? Pretty scary thing. So Paul's companion and the disciples in Caesarea pleaded with him, what? Not to go. That's only natural on their part, too, because they love Paul. You know what I'm saying? They love Paul. And they're like, don't do it. 
Don't go there. If you go there, this is going to happen to you. You need to stay here. So they're weeping. They're crying. They're trying to get his attention. Don't go. Look, everywhere you've gone, they told you that this was going to happen. And now Agabus is saying, what exactly is going to happen? You're going to be arrested, and they're going to hand you over to the Gentiles. Don't go. Don't go. So Paul's companions and the disciples in Caesarea pleaded with him not to go. But Paul asked those gathered why they were breaking his heart. That's an interesting thing. Why are you breaking my heart? Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? Okay? Because obviously it was, he was probably tenderhearted and bothered that this was bothering them. Okay? He stated that he was ready to be arrested and die for the name of the Lord Jesus. He was ready to be arrested and die for the name of the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> All right, let's stop for a moment. When you read that, I, when I read that, I have to ask myself a question. Would I say that? In this comfortable world we live in? Do you understand what I'm saying? In the comfort of, of where we are in the United States? Would I say that? Am I, am I ready to die? Dude, I'm not, not going to give you an answer because I don't know. Dude, do you understand what I'm saying? I hope I would say I'm ready. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I have that faith and I have a hope no matter what, like Paul, for me to live is Christ, to die is what? Gain. Okay? But I want you to notice this was real to them. I guess it was real to Paul because every place he goes to, he's got people opposing him. He's getting stoned. Several times he's been left for dead. Do you know what I'm saying? He's got people out for his neck. So it's very real to Paul. And, and, and Paul's come to a place. And I guess, that, I, guess that's the, I guess that's the issue for us. Paul's come to a place of resignation that, yeah, it doesn't sound good, but I'm going to face it. And whatever happens, happens. But my trust is in the Lord. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that, that's what I sense here. Is that I'm ready to die because I'm in his hands. It's a place of resignation. That's something that you and I could learn, right? Because I'll be honest with you. I think about my own life and I think, how many times do I worry about stuff and get stressed out and be a bear about stuff because I'm worried about it? And there's not a thing I could do to change it. You ever been there? You're facing stuff. You're just worked up. You maybe aren't worked up emotionally, but you're worked up on the inside and you're a bear around people. You want to change things, but you can't. You, it's out of your control. And you, you know what I'm saying? And you're just a mess. But when you finally come to a place of saying, okay, I'm done. You're in control, God. I'm not. Whatever happens, happens. That's a place where there's peace, right? That's a place where there's peace. And I think we see that here with the Apostle Paul. And actually, when you get to that place of peace, you're like, why was I worrying? You still don't know what the outcome is. Yeah, but why, when you're worked up and you're stressed out and you're bothered, I mean, you're a mess to people around you, whether you're a bear or an emotional mess, it's better to be in a place of peace than to be there, right? And, that, and that's what I see there. So let, let's go on here. Let's look at a couple things. 
When Paul would not be persuaded, they stopped pleading and affirmed the Lord's will. It was not just Paul coming to a place of whatever happens, happens. His friends came to that place as well. Do you understand? Okay, we're not going to change his mind. The Lord's will be done. We're not going to change his mind. The Lord's will be done. Now notice with me, we're going to look at verses 15 to 16. And we're going to see the road to Jerusalem. And after those days, we packed up and went to Jerusalem. And also some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us and brought with them a certain Nanus of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we were to lodge. Okay, so look, I want you to notice. Paul and his companions were joined by disciples from Caesarea as they journeyed to Jerusalem. Okay, now next week, we're going to get to what happens in Jerusalem. So the next lesson is arrested in Jerusalem. So we're going to see he arrives in Jerusalem and it doesn't go well. But God is in that. Let me just stop for a moment. I want you to think about that. Could it be that the crises that we are so wanting to avoid in our life might be God's plan for something else? Did you ever think of that? I mean, their natural reaction is, don't go to Jerusalem, don't go to Jerusalem. But he's supposed to go to Jerusalem. Why? Because Paul wants, God wants Paul to appear before ultimately who? Later on. Caesar. Do you understand? And you're going to see that as we go through the, the, the next few chapters. Paul's supposed to go to Rome. And you're going to see that. So I think that's interesting. 